Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Cam Zanabadi. Thanks for being on the show, Cam. Thank you for having me, Whitney. Dr. Zanabadi is both a medical doctor and a seasoned real estate investor. He has teamed up with Silicon Valley to remove any barrier for syndicators to enter online real estate crowdfunding. These barriers imposed by current platforms include high cost, stringent assets, under management criteria, exclusivity agreements, and many more. Cam, thank you again for your time. This is an interesting topic, especially for syndicators. And I feel like we should all know more about crowdfunding probably and what that is and why that relates to our business. And so uh, let's jump right in and tell us you know, a little more about you know, your background, your business in real estate, and you know, your crowdfunding piece here that you're building. Absolutely. I mean, my background, as you said, I'm a medical doctor, but I've known all my life that real estate is the way to build the best way to uh, assets. So I, right after residency, when I started, it was actually during the financial crisis. And I started building my real estate portfolio through purchase of many single family homes in the area, in the markets around where I was working. And then I expanded that into multifamily portfolio. Then I went into through my kind of connections I made in this real estate business, I started investing as passive investor in syndications. Then I jumped into 2012 and afterwards when um, crowdfunding and became a viable entity through the Jobs Act. And there was these crowdfunding sites trying to take root and take hold of that segment of the crowdfunding market. And for real estate, I started investing with them. So that's really my personal background. Besides real estate, I've also invested in angel. I've been an angel investor. I've made connections in the Silicon Valley. And that's where really my strengths are that I have connections and relationship between both the real estate market and a good knowledge of it. And also from the VC side or angel side, I kind of really got to know the workings of Silicon Valley and how a startup could succeed. Nice. It's interesting, just your history in investing. I mean, single family and multifamily, then you went passive in syndications, and then also, you know, then got into crowdfunding as well and other types of investing also. Talk a little bit to us about, you know, what you're currently working on in the crowdfunding space. And let's jump into what crowdfunding is and and what you're doing there. Let's go back a little bit. In order to sell any kind of security, usually SEC frowned upon general solicitation. That meant that Right. You could only, you know, whether it's stocks or real estate, you can't really go and advertise it, for example, in the Wall Street Journal or nowadays in online on the internet or social media. That was really frowned upon until around 2012 uh, and later on when, you know, we had this crowdfunding exemptions and the 506C exemption and things like that. And that allowed actually kind of the burgeoning or the rise of this whole sector of the market, which is actually one of the largest growth sectors, about 50% year over year. So it's going to get larger and larger in the future. And that's no doubt about it. So crowdfunding allows, for example, let's talk about real estate because that's what we're here for, allows you know real estate uh, professionals such as syndicators to take advantage of that because, as you know, syndicates were limited to the pool of investors they knew. 
I mean, they usually have a core of investors and they always are trying to get more investors to invest with them. And this is, I mean, there's some, certainly wide part of the spectrum. There's really high, you know, the really successful syndicates that have large amount of asset under management. And there's a large sector of the market that's just trying to build a network of investors. So what does that mean? They could be able to acquire larger asset classes. You're kind of limited by really money, 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 right? I mean, that's always the, the issue. So this allows really those syndicates that are trying to build up their pool of investors to jump into their arena and be able to be more successful. The way to do it typically is through 506C. That's most of what the real estate syndicates have done because Reg A, which is the one of the other two ways of doing crowdfunding, is very difficult and, and strenuous and it's very difficult to do it. Most syndicates don't really do that. It's really kind of a pre-IPO and it's very it's just time and money consuming. So it doesn't really work. The CF or crowdfunding exemption, actually the limitation is really allows only $1.07 million, $1. million, but that actually has changed. So the big limitation with crowdfunding exemption was you could only get it in, um, you could only raise about a million, which, you know, it's most of the time it doesn't really work for any kind of syndicated deals. However, there has been a new ruling, which is going to go into effect in the next few months. It's going to raise the limit to $5 million. So that's a big deal for crowdfunding exemption. That allows more of these real estate syndicated deals to be able to actually use a crowdfunding exemption. So those are the three different exemptions we talked about. Where ParkPlace comes in is, so, you know, in my investment with the crowdfunding platforms, which I'm not going to name, I found that there are certain limitations and there are certain strengths to them. They highly vet their deals. So that means the end of the funnel really allows only 0.2% of their all the deals that they vet to go through. So it's, it's a very difficult selection criteria for them. And number two is the cost they impose on syndications could be anywhere between 5 to 7%. So as you can imagine, if you want to raise $10 million, it could be quite a bit of money. Their deals are kind of limited to the larger syndications that are really kind of okay with that. But that leaves a large amount of the you know startup syndications and mid-sized syndications out of the out of the arena. So what some of these syndications have done, they've created these portals for themselves, either through white label software and allow to build up the pool of investors. As you can imagine, it's very difficult to market yourself to the entire you know internet community because you know their strength is not really in that. Their marketing was more towards the friends and family model. It's not really their segment of strength. So Having said all that, that you know, I realized, listen, you know, I mean, I, this is just, it's time for, to change that, really. And that's where ParkPlace came from. I spoke to a few of my, you know, associates from Silicon Valley, and they kind of did some due diligence for me. I said, yeah, this is actually a really good idea. I mean, you could, and the idea is create a platform that basically it's a marketplace where syndications that could list their deal. It's actually, it's very simple to list. They could list it within 10 to 15 minutes. And the listing goes live. And then from the investor side, the investors, you know, if they search for a deal and if it meets their, for example, location, certain criteria, then they basically connect. That's what we're doing. We're facilitating those transactions and meeting up of the investors with the syndications. We're not getting a cut of that. That's the model that's different. We're trying to democratize the entire sector. And I think... I believe there's many ways to, as far as a company's health, 
financially, you could monetize it from a different way than the current crowdfunding platforms and a way that would create a more of a win-win situation for both investors, both for syndications, and of course, for us to be able to survive and financially and bring more of our services to the community. Could you go a little more in depth on the just the relationship between, let's say, you know, the syndicator operator and some, you know, like park place investment and what that relationship looks like, you know, when they have the deal and what happens? Sure, absolutely. So the relationship, it's a partnership, really, because the syndications have complete control of their deal. And Park Place is, we want them to know that Park Place is another way, not the only way. So when they sign an agreement to list a deal with us, we, we don't have an exclusive agreement. That's not our business. We want them to succeed any way they can. So it's really a partnership. They would list their deal. The deal is going live. We do have a vetting process on our, ourselves because make sure we don't have any bogus deals, but we really kind of rely on our relationships that we built even before the listing for the syndications because we have so many syndications that we know and we want them to create the partnership of going live and that's for both of our benefits. Now, so when Park Place, when the syndication lists the deal on Park Place, the deal is live. Um, they put upload their photos, they, the entire deal information. And then second thing we provide, if they choose to use our services, we have services that provide anything with the, um, you know, if they want to do 506C, we provide all those services. If they want to do a prospectus or offering memorandum, which is a requirement, although not strict for 506C, we could provide those services. Obviously, forming a real estate entity, which, you know, if they, if they choose to use our services, we could do that. That's from the legal and kind of regulatory standpoint. So we, those are things we facilitate for them. And also, we've created a relationship with certain financial institutions that if they want to use our lenders of choice, we could certainly provide that. It's a community. You know, we provide these services. If they choose to use it, they would. If they don't, they they don't. And, and lastly, we do not charge any percentage commission on their capital raise. That's not how our model works. So we want to make it really easy for them. We don't want them to list the deal and be charged $50,000 really. That's just, I don't think that's really a way to form a partnership. Who's your prime candidate for this? You know, that's say already operating or somebody that's just getting into the business or, you know, where does that fall? Like who's your prime customer that you know, or, or partner, I should say, with Park Place? So far, the syndications, the asset under man, I mean, I've got a little bit of this is off the top of my head based on the syndication we've been working with. I mean, their asset under management are about 50 to 100 million right now. So they're either smaller, but we have few that are about 200 to 300 million. So we have those that we're dealing with. They're not like 900 to, you know, 900 million dollars. Those are the larger ones. That Those really are not our client. I mean, they're not our target clients, really. We're trying to grow with the syndications that we believe they are in a growth curve also. Because, you know, the larger syndication, if they want to go into the crowdfunding, they're going to go with this larger crowdfunding. Because, you know, for them, dishing out 50, 60,000 is not that much based on their, you know, their asset, under, you know, what their goals are. Sure. And is that person going to typically need that, you know, say, you know, three to $5 million raise per deal? Oh, you're talking something like, yes, sure. Of course. That's right. That's like 5 million. There are a couple that are trying to raise 10 to 15 million. That's what the raise is usually. Yeah, you're right. How does that work if they need 10 million? Can they only bring 5 million from the crowdfunding platform? For Park Place, we really don't see the limitation because they get connected to the investors directly. We are not a mitigator between the two. 
So we're not really playing that part. So when an investor is interested, for example, in Syndicate A's deal, they make that connection. And that's why it's a marketplace. We're not really managing the finances. We're not managing the deal flow. So that it's a connection. That's when I say when it's, it's, we're trying to democratize things. We want to make sure everybody succeeds. And with that, I think when the tide rises, we rise with it. Nice. No, and how is that tracked through the process? You know, you all make that you all have this investor base, you're making that connection to that operator. How is it tracked then whether, you know, an investor actually invests in that deal or not? There's a couple of ways. Um, our second phase of our platform would be investment management software that we're in negotiation to do that and that would actually allow tracking. However, they may choose not to use that. So, I mean, again, we're trying to you know, that we will have a built-in investment management software. We have CRM, deal tracking. However, having said that, right now, the way that we track it is really based on feedback and also based on reviews. So it's like a, we have a Yelp review. So obviously, if a deal goes bad or something is not, some, the investor is not happy, they either reach us or they review the investor. And that's public for everybody to see. And so ultimately, you're making the connection, the referral type. Yeah. And so what kind of vetting would you all do of that operator or the deal before you would make that connection? We would track the record. So they actually, we would have a one-on-one interview with them, see what they're all about, what their goals are, what their previous experience has been. Then we would do our own search, um, kind of go over and look at their previous deals and vet their online presence and also the previous deal history. How new can this operator be? Or, you know, can it be their first deal? Or is there a certain level? I know you mentioned the different numbers there that, you know, maybe assets under management or something. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, it could be the first deal. So the other segment of the market that we believe would perhaps, uh, again, we're not targeting them, but that's certainly in our scope right now is for a lot of syndicators start as a brokers or real you know, real estate professionals. And some of them want to get into becoming syndicators. However, they don't really have the experience. So we do facilitate that type of relationship also if it's their first syndicated deal. But that requires a lot more hand-holding. So we would require the legal and the regulatory park place to really work with them to put their first kind of deal together in so far as meeting all the regulations, exemptions, and things like that. And uh but as far as typically, our typical syndication would not be their first deal on the uh, sure. because if it is, then it meets kind of the criteria I told I, I mentioned that it's a little bit more hand holding for them to be sure to succeed because they're ultimately their success means our success. So we want to make sure that is right. really in line. How are you growing your investor base now? How are you all meeting investors and reaching out? Sure. So the core of the company is six partners that. We have through the passing of time and just our experience, we've grown to have a, just our own listing, um, our own relationship, about a thousand credit investors we know ourselves. Above and beyond that, we've grown it through certain campaigns we're doing, both on social media, both on internet, and also both on different types of advertising to get more credit investors on board. However, we really know that when we reach a threshold or about two to 300 credit investors, it really takes off by itself. It becomes very organic. Just by referrals? Yeah, we definitely have a referral program, both within the platform itself and both through different mediums. Yes. And that's incentivized in certain levels. 
How do you incentivize referrals through investors? Well, I mean, those are things that there's certain, you know, kind of proprietary algorithms that we have to do. And we have to keep in mind that we have to keep our cost for acquisition of clients low because that's something that, you know, is definitely a metric that are that's measured by VC firms and, you know, other firms down the road. So we don't want to just like say, oh, you know, we'll give you X amount of shares or, or right. cash or whatever. We, that doesn't really work well for our model. So, but there's certain things we do that we're implementing. What's a way you've recently improved your business that we can apply to ours? Well, I think one of the best ways, honestly, has been really having a more of an active LinkedIn presence. I really, I mean, I don't want to promote LinkedIn and give it a thing, but I mean, I do like LinkedIn a lot. I've, I've been able to connect organically with so many real estate investors and professionals through LinkedIn by itself that I really, my recommendation for anybody that's trying to grow their network to really have a presence on LinkedIn. I mean, that's, I, mean I don't know whether everybody knows that. I'm sure a lot of people do, but I think the more active you are on LinkedIn, it's, it's definitely the social media platform for professionals and investors. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? I think my relationships with the people I know. You know, a business is nothing without a relationships. You know, if you don't have that, then you could have the greatest platform online presence. But if you don't know how to nurture relationships, then you're not going to really make it. And especially in real estate business, you know, any type of sales. Tell us how you like to give back. We are planning to donate 5% of our, actually, this is very important because this was part of our initial when we got to get 5% of our gross, actually, to a couple of things. One is a charity of our choice. And number two is an organization, which was a college organization that is dear to us. And we're going to give a certain percentage back to that. Cam, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you just elaborating on on what you do in this business of Park Place and how that can help syndicators. And, and I hope many will reach out to you to see if they're a good fit to partner with you. Tell them how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. I'm always on LinkedIn. So you could come at my name, Cam Zanabadi. Our LinkedIn is Park Place Investment. You could also go on our website, parkplaceinvestment.co. And the marketplace is parkplaceinvestment.com. So those are the two different websites. And our email is info at parkplaceinvestment.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be on your show. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Pleasure to meet you, Cam. And I, I look forward to learning more about you in the future. I hope we continue our relationship. Thank you so much. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital 
Making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.